Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday, but most importantly, happy 1,000th episode of The Toast, formerly known as The Morning Toast. Nevertheless, here we are. Hey, Jax, how you darn? I'm darn good, ready to celebrate 1,000. We keeping it, we keeping it, 1,000. You best believe it. You best believe it. Literally, I can't believe it. Me neither. I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, that special performance we put together for you. It took a lot of work. Yeah, but it was so worth it. We needed something really special to commemorate this milestone. I feel like if you're not, I feel like if most people who are listening are like, that's insane, mm-hmm. 1,000 episodes. But I could see some people being like, well, you do it every day. Do you think? Right, so, it's like, great, I went to my job a thousand days. Like, <laughs> right, good so for you. Like, I feel like we just need to really acknowledge acknowledge the importance. Because it's not, of course, you go to your job a thousand days. But to put out 1,000 podcast episodes is an insane level of podcasting. And no, that's so not, that doesn't even include Patreon. Right, or the right. Apparently, like, we've really, if you think about it nice and deep, we've reached a 1,000 a long time ago yeah. after, you know, Patreon, going on other people's podcasts. But the toast here, a 1,000 episodes. I feel so proud of us. Mm-hmm. I love the toast. Love. I am curious. I think I was having, oh, we were having this conversation. Do you think there's a person out there who has listened to every single episode of the toast? I feel like, yeah. I feel like, yes, in theory, but... Maybe no. I know. You know, because think about all the people who have been with us, like, really since day one. It's not, like, that many people who have been here from the beginning. But even that, those people, like, who have been here from day one, like, something came up. They have a they life. missed an episode. There was a guest co-host they didn't give a shit about. Right, right, right. And even you and I were saying, like, I don't think either of us have listened to every single episode. Because while we've been here for 95% of them, you know, when I was on the road and you were on maternity leave, like, I wasn't watching every single one. I wasn't. No. And neither were you. On, when I was on maternity leave, I definitely, like, missed a couple of yours. And <laughs> when I used to host without you and you were go on tour, I know you weren't watching most of them. I was them. busy. You were busy. So... <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone out there who's watched all 1,000. If you have, show no, yourself. Yeah, there's no way to prove it, but just like if you really believe that you have, show yourself. Yeah, let us know. It's nice to know like we're not speaking into a void. No, well, we're not speaking into a void even if someone didn't tune in every 1,000 days. Right. Because people are tuning in. So let's take a look back. Mm, in order to look ahead. Right. What what are you feeling in this moment, Jax? I'm feeling proud. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like we've reached a level of podcasting that's like elite. Elite. Yeah. You know, because not only do we have a top podcast, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. especially when you launch your podcast, you're probably in the top if you're an existing influencer or, or celebrity or notable right. person. But it's like we are tops and we've been doing it for so long and we're tops even after a thousand episodes. Like- Call me when you're tops after a thousand episodes. I would, when people get to know you a thousand times, do uh, they still like you? I would agree. I'm feeling an enormous sense of pride. Also, you know, a little condescension. Like we're better than all the other. Oh podcasts. yeah, like where? How many episodes have oh, you done of oh, your three hundred? Oh, that's cute. I remember when we hit three hundred. We were so young. It was like twelve years ago. <laughs> it does also make you feel like a little old. You know. Just a little, but more, but not old, no. but more established. The older you get in this industry and you're still having success, like that to me is so impressive. I agree. More impressive than a young person or a novice having success. Right. It's hard to stay relevant. Everything is exciting at first. Mm-hmm. And everyone can churn out a couple podcasts. Everyone has something to say. Yeah. But do you have something to say 1,000 times? Every day. And to unburden yourself 1,000 times. So it's pride. It's definitely a little holier than thou. Mm -hmm. It's also a little anxiousness about, you know, the tape holding together these balloons. I'm not going to lie. These balloons are not, you know, welded to the wall. No. They are being held together by, you know, duct tape and a prayer. 
It was a DIY moment for Tardy and I. It was a DIY moment for Tardy and I, yes. (laughs) And that's pretty much a summation of what I'm feeling. Yeah, and I say that these balloons represent this show. Hanging on by a thread. Not only in the 1,000th of their nature, but they're so beautiful and they add so much color. But you know, at any moment, you never know what they're going to do. They could twist and turn. It's so true. Like this set of balloons is kind of a personification of our brand. Yeah. Not that they would like snap and disappear and like we're not going anywhere, but like we could just twist. No, it's like they look good, but if only you knew what was going on behind the scenes. Amazing things. Amazing things. Why are we talking like we're running like a... No, no, but like I think we put together... Actually, we're actually really transparent about like, you know, our trials and tribulations. Like, you know... Everyone who is here with us putting together the Florida studio members of the days we forgot right. to put our microphones on. We're pretty transparent about how like it's low-key difficult to have a web show. Yeah. Also, and I feel like a reason why we wanted to perform a song this morning, I was saying this yesterday yeah. to Claudia, is like so much of the beginning of this show was really like us embarrassing ourselves for the greater good. Yeah. I think our first show of the toast was extremely embarrassing. Oh, I don't even think embarrassing is a strong enough if you, word. If you managed to watch the whole episode because of the outages that occurred. You know what it was? It wasn't embarrassing. It was humiliating. (laughs) It was humiliating. And then, of course, we performed when your first song came out, Toast. Which is one of the most iconic moments in Toast history. Right. But we were embarrassed again. The speaker fucking died. Like, we're here we are, like, putting ourselves out there, making up a dance, and the speaker died. And it was the best moment ever, but, like, we're a little embarrassing. No, there's something about us that is embarrassing. I think it's because we're sisters and, like, you know, we We just, just, like, have weird ideas. Close down Sunday. Very, very embarrassing. Very, but like I would do it all again. And like, that's what we're Wouldn't about. Change a thing. And I said to Claude, I feel like we've gotten like a little too cool and we need to go back to our embarrassing roots. I completely agree. Of doing weird sister shit. I agree. And that's what you just saw earlier today. Thanks to Ben for, you know, getting involved. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I completely agree. We are like constantly just putting ourselves out there and being embarrassing. But I think that's why people relate to us, you know? Yeah. I hate seeing people who's like, everything is so perfect, you know? Yeah, because it's not. No, we know it's not. Like, so stop lying to us. Yeah, so we just needed to go back to our roots. And, like, obviously we're performers. Yeah, we are. We're extremely musical. We love to dance. Extremely. And this show is encompasses everything that we love. Yeah. And those are all the things that we love. You said it best. I couldn't say it better if I wanted to. So it was really important that we did that. Yeah. I felt good. I felt really good. And that's how we're going to commemorate this special day, aside from balloons. I know. I like kind of love the balloons. They're adding like a cute accent to our studio. I know. We need to just like change out every day. I get a new balloon every day. 1,001. 1,002. 1,002. And then we'll never lose count. It's hard to keep count. It hard. It is hard to keep Especially with our new interface. Right. On the back end, like they don't help you keep count. We've been doing it manually. Yeah. At our old one, we used to, but that's just more like podcasts. Like let us know if you want it's like a separate like, Patreon It's kind episode. of like an us problem. Yeah. That we're just like inflicting onto you. But don't worry about it. Cause we'll like, we'll keep track and we have to keep keeping track because hopefully or Hashem one day, 2000, <gasps> I only have to get one new balloon. So 2000 will be what in like three years? How many years have we been doing the show? Oh, six. Five, six. It'll be in six years. It's like not that many. Not that many. Well, I guess because there's 365 days in the year. We do about. But there's like. Two, we do 220 episodes a year. Yeah. Depending on, you know, you having children. Times five and change. Yeah. There you go. That's us. Five and change. That's how long we've been doing the show. It's been a pleasure. I'd like to thank everyone who got us here, which is, you know, me, Jackie. Rice. Strice. The unwavering support of our friends and family we are so blessed yes and most importantly the unwavering well sometimes wavering we understand the those who didn't waver yeah the you know scrupled girlies who listen and boys excuse me who listen to the show every day we are so appreciative we love that you guys just like get us you get our language you get in on the fun you know like life isn't that serious you tune into the toast you're gonna have a good time you're gonna laugh you're gonna giggle and everything's gonna be okay so thank you to everyone who's ever tuned into an episode we are so grateful for you and honestly the toast wouldn't be the same without the toasters and I think that's an understatement yeah we're so grateful to you those who tune in and keep tuning in yeah we love you enjoy it even if you are like hate watching you're a fan to spend an hour a day with us every day you really love us no and I just I feel good knowing like a thousand times we've made someone laugh because at least once an episode we're gonna make someone laugh so at least so that's millions of laughs, if my math is correct. If we counted the laughs, Claude. Countless. It would be off the charts. So We wouldn't have enough balloons. We wouldn't have enough balloons. Party City would be quaking. Yeah. 
These are from Party Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We're like kind of a big, big budget production. Yeah, it was a really premium experience going yeah. there. I love all the candy they have out. They have I got great some candy. Mike and Ike's. Dude, yeah, I kind of like myself. how they have like individually wrapped. You know what? So I went for the individually wrapped. I, I grabbed a bag to make myself mm-hmm. a bag to unburden myself. Right, of course. And it was actually all crap. Crap? It was crap. I think the last time we went to Party like City scale? is when we like were on, we were coming from Fat Camp. Like, and we had like a break in the day and we got to go to Party City to get like some supplies for the campers. You're saying that's the last time we've ever been to a party setting? Yeah, for me in person, I believe. That's the last time I've been where, so I was so excited. Oh my God, I can get like piece by piece candy. Right. Like I'm, I'm coming Kelly, from, You're you like know, Kelly Clarkson. I haven't had candy in, candy in months. Piece by piece. But today, like as a grown discerning woman, when I went, it was crap. Like, you know, like, like the kind of stuff that's like, like nerds type thing. But like you the selection brand. was crap or the quality? Like, was it stale? I, didn't I feel try like those, it because the selection was crap. I feel like those pieces like actually sit out for many months. No, and there were a lot of pieces that they weren't, they were like individually wrapped, but not in a way that felt safe to me. Mm, yeah, individually wrapped does open you up to some potential. And like other harmful. people could be like touching it. Yeah. And it, it just, I had to go for my own box of Mike and Ike and a bag of combos. Of course, a bag of combos. If I see if I see a combo, I got to get a combo. That's so funny that I don't have the same um, feeling towards combos, but I have the same feeling towards other things in general. You know what? I can't see without immediately touching and eating while I'm waiting to pay. Mm. The mini little tubes of M&Ms, you know, you like, pop the lid open. Oh. Something about those, they taste better than regular M&Ms. Mm. Something about like sucking it out of that tube. It's delightful. I didn't know that was your predilection. I could have picked one up for you. That's my drug of choice. I could have gotten one for you if I had known I had the hookup at Party City. Now you know. I said, so put it on the biz. I actually forgot to expense the balloons. What? Yeah. So were these balloons were, expensive? They actually kind of were. Yeah. But this is a gift from me <gasps> to the show. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I didn't get you anything. You're always getting me something. Your presence is a gift. No, actually, I did the get you something. The laughs you give me. I did get you something. I'm scared. What? My departure. Just what you wanted. I'm leaving right after this, headed to the airport. Good, because it's the one you got. Literally, you're a fucking liar. That's what you wanted. You're such a fucking liar. You said, I've been Claudia, begging- you have to be out of here by Friday. I've been begging you to stay, wenchaholic. You said, Claudia, you have to be out of here by Friday. Wenchy McWencherson, I've been begging you to stay, you fucking liar. Did you not say I have to be out of here by Friday? No. Really? No. Someone isn't coming to sleep in my room? So you I could have made a man. So I could keep sleeping there? I could keep sleeping there? The B&B could expand. I could keep sleeping there. You could keep sleeping there. Hmm. Funny how her tune changes once I book my flight. No, and once I'm on the air, like, bitch, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. You totally gets me out, and it's fine. Um, my time here is up, you know? No, I actually don't feel, I, sometimes I feel that way, but I actually don't feel that way. Like, I feel like you're leaving, like, in the middle of something beautiful. I know, and you know, if I didn't have, I kind of have, like, You a, have an event. So I want to tell on, the truth. I have an event on Monday, which, like, okay, Claudia, you could stay till Sunday. Um, I have to get, like, a spray tan, nails. I need, like, three days to decompress, um, cause I have like a big gig on Monday for fashion week that I cannot miss and I cannot be like looking puffy and like, you know, gross for. Mm-hmm. So I need to start my Monday prep tomorrow. Yeah. I understand that. Plus it's like, if we're not doing toast episodes, if it's just Saturday and Sunday, like you could take those at home. Yeah. Um, and I know you'll be back soon and I will be up to New York. Like I think within the month I'm going to try yeah. it. That's my plan. This was an unplanned trip, but a very necessary one. Yeah. Because of 1000. 1000. And we didn't even plan it that way. No, but like that's just so us. Kismet, so kismet Bashir. Kismet Bashir. Great things happen when we're together. Great things happen when we sing. If we were remote, I would have like one zero on Ugh. mine and you'd have zero. I don't zero. even know how we would have commemorated, and I'm so glad we don't have to even think about that because we could that, have added cool graphics in post. Yeah, like the one thousands would be dancing, you know? The one thousands. We're keeping it, we're keeping it, 1,000. You best believe it. Okay. Okay. I feel we've acknowledged, I feel we've commemorated, and while this is a special episode, we are still here to do our job. Like, it's not, there's something about this that feels really final, but it's like, this is just one episode of thousands. Because you you know what the thing about us is? The show must go on. The show must go on. The terrible stories must be dissected. It wouldn't be like a quintessential episode if the stories weren't terrible. And they are. But today's, ep- today's stories are like particularly crappy. And it's not even, <laughs> it's like not even, sometimes the stories like, there's a lot of landmines out there. So it's like, I'm not going to talk, we're not going to talk about that story or that story. Um, so we kind of, you know, have Avoid. to get creative. Yeah. Uh, no, but today, like I would have talked about anything. And it's crap. crap. It's crap. <laughs> so if you want to get into the crap and give <laughs> give the people what they want, which is crappy-o. 
you know, but we always make the best out of the crap. I, I said, said yesterday. The the show, I'm like, hey, those stories weren't so bad. I said yesterday, the crappier the stories, the better the episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nice when we have a big scandal to dissect and we can really put our investigative hats on. But there's nothing better than just like endlessly mocking people. And that's what we do when the stories are so crappy. It's true. So without further ado, today's 1,000th episode. No, 1,000th. 1,000th. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. 1,000. You best believe it. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. 1,000. That was harmony. Yes, it was. But I harmonize. You sang the melody. She like won't like Jackie okay let's I am a harmonizer have we had this conversation on the podcast where Jackie thinks she's harmonizing but she's not I don't know if we've had it on the podcast okay Jackie thinks she knows how to harmonize because she's like I can only do it with Luke Combs like gee I wonder why because Luke Combs has a really low register so when girls or Jackie in this case sings a Luke Combs song she's singing the same note in higher octave so she thinks she's harmonizing and she'll like do it in the car she's like I just harmonize I'm like no sweetheart that's not a harmony is that a harmony? It is. Do you want me to lie to you? Margot said it was a harmony. The fuck does Margot know Margo about musical knows, theater? Margot knows music. No, she doesn't. She does. Do you want to show people? No, it's like, I, I love to- this bar. I stumbled on. Gorgeous. Not a harmony. If there's like a vocal teacher listening, like tell Jackie how to harmonize. I don't know how to harmonize. It's actually really hard. I'm oh, Luke and I like always harmonize. Not a harmony. I also harmonize a little and buy dirt. If you watch my story from yesterday, you'll hear it actually. I'm like singing in my bathroom and it's like, it's crazy. Again, not a harmony. <laughs> you know what is a harmony though? This show. It is most, so harmonious. Most of the time. Yeah, sometimes a little acrimonious. I love the acrimony when it's like, you know, I get to call you a wench. Also, raise your hand if you only know the word acrimonious from friends. There's like a whole storyline about it. I didn't know that there was a word that was the opposite of harmonious. It's beautiful. Turns out it's acrimonious. It's an antonym. And I'm so glad I know that word. It's an antonym. And we're such antiphiles that we love antonyms. Trails. Now, without further ado, it is time for the 1,000th time that you know the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And I'd like to give an extra special thanks to those who sponsored our 1,000th episode. Your support, you know, keeps the lights on. It means a lot to us. Thank you for sponsoring today's episode, and State Farm. thank you to those who have sponsored along the way yeah. to get us to 1,000. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, an affordable price that's just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. We are all about personalization, customization here at The Morning Toast, whether it's a playlist that we like, Jackie Ho Ho Ho, a personal favorite, whether it's comedy, poetry, All these things are so personal personal. and they deserve to be customized just like your insurance and State Farm. They know that very few things in life are more personal than insurance. Personalizations means you have the power to choose what you want to include and what you want to leave out. It just feels better that way. And why shouldn't insurance work like that too? That's what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. You can choose to include options like bundling your home and auto policies. That means you'll get the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. In the end, you'll have the policy that gives you what you want. What feels better than that? Now, one of my favorite things to say, and I'm so glad why State Farm is sponsoring the show, like a good neighbor. You want to harmonize? State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Again, that is call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sundays. Sundays is healthy. Sundays is the air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, which I think just brings peace of mind to dog moms and dads all around this great nation, ourselves included. Ourselves. So Sundays is different. Not an Enlof, not like other food. Mm. They contain 90% meat, 10% vegetables, 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all natural chicken, you will find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, also disease-fighting antioxidants. So dog parents, ourselves included, have reported a noticeable health improvement in their pups, including softer fur. For Theo, fresher breath. I didn't know what like a main cause of Theo's breath literally 
smelled so bad a few weeks ago. Um, switching up his food has made an enormous difference. And it turns out like he wasn't eating real food. No USDA grade, you know? He wasn't eating food that was like real food. Real food. They, a lot of other dog parents reported better poops, more energy. Theo is loving Sundays. He gets so excited at dinner time and breakfast time. Um, and it just feels good to know like we're feeding our dogs. I hate to even call them dogs. It's so disrespectful. We're feeding our loved ones. We're feeding our sons the best of the best, you know, high quality. It's also affordable. Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, which is sourcing the best all natural ingredients for your pup. Super convenient. There's zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. We've worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order for Sundays when you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash toast or just use code toast at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash toast. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Thank you, Turdy. Welks. Our first story, a little literary news. It's two for literally news. Literary news because one, Barbara Streisand is releasing her memoirs mm-hmm. called Memoirs Sh- of a Streisand. Called Shifting Streisand. Mine's better. Um we'll have to leave it to Barbara. Yeah. I really do think it should be called Shifting Streisand. She can't really call it Memoirs of a Streisand because like that's just too much of a derivative a of something else. And it's like I know she wants to be her own woman. Original. And I think it's like Perfect for her career, like the shifting Streisands. Has she released the title? She has, oh. and it's neither of those. Um, is it good? Is it a competitor? No, it oh. is definitely number three out of those three. It is My Name is Barbara. Come again? My Name is Barbara. And then underneath that, it'll have her name, right? Bar- the author name, Barbara Streisand, so it seems repetitive. Yeah. So not only that, but Leah Michelle has taken to TikTok to joke about the whole thing. And she said, I have 265 days to learn to read. Now, I don't know who is responsible, mm-hmm. but somebody got to Leah Michelle maybe a year ago, less. You know, I can't really tell time. Yeah. Somebody, I would say like around the same time of Funny Girl, like when she's yeah. on this like press kick. Somebody gave her a stern talking to and said, Leah, Lean in. Lean in. Like you have to start getting in on the joke. The more you're like defensive about it, the more people actually think you might not be able to read. Also, this is like a great moment for you. Like imagine the content. And you know what? She has over delivered. She is, it's getting like, it's almost getting a little old, but like the fact that she's now started to lean into it, like it's still acceptable to talk about it because other people are still talking about it. Love this for her. I do, though, have, like, questions about her relationship with Barbara Streisand. Like, there's no confirmation, but I think, like, the internet's general assumption is that, like, Barbara hates Leah. Yeah, it's always, you know, the the tale as old as time of the usurper, Mm -hmm. really. Um, The young hot thing who everyone's comparing you to. And it's like, she's the new you. And that's just fucking rude to Mm -hmm. everyone. I could, and I also think, like, they're both bona fide divas. Yeah. So it's not, like, Babs is just... Like uplifting everyone all the time. Yeah, I don't think Babs though like reached out to Leah or even Beanie when they were cast in the in the Broadway. I don't think Barbara honestly. I don't think she's a woman who supports other women, and that kind of makes me like her. No, especially I don't think she's a woman who supports other women in her vein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women yeah, yeah. created in her image. So like well I think said. she would support, you know, a tennis player. One hundred. I think she supports Serena Williams. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. We keeping it. We keeping keepin it. it. One thousand. That was pretty good. Okay. You sang the melody. It's fine. No, but together. Yeah, no, it was gorgeous. Because that's what we have here. We have harmony. We have together most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Sometimes there's acrimony. And <laughs> that is the opposite of harmony. Um. Another thing about Barbara and Leah Michelle is like, I do believe they've really only like been in the same room once together. And that was when they did like a Kennedy Center honors of Barbara Streisand and, and Leah Michelle. And this picture was taken. Oh, is that where it's at? I don't know. It looks like they're at um, like a, a restaurant, a sports bar. A yeah. Downtown edgy club. Yeah. There's a TV in the background that says Jody. I just like. Oh, maybe it was like a post Oscars party when like that Jody Foster had won. Oh, perhaps. But there's not like a, you know, a big gallery of photos of them together. Like, no, no, no. There's this one where Leah looks like a true fan. Yeah. And so when Leah performed at that, like Barbara Streisand honors thing, um, she did amazing. And they cut the camera to Barbara and Barbara just looks like beyond annoyed, unimpressed. I get it. It's diva behavior. Yeah. I get it. It's like if there was toast honors and 
they had no they had like a bunch of women trying to be funnier than us yeah get out of here yeah like doing our bits like singing 1000 oh my god i would vomit i would literally so true walk out of the room that's fucking rude it's so true so you have to think about it like no it's so true i have to put myself in barbara's shoes also a good title in my shoes i know but like she's got to change the name of this book it's really bad I will not be reading this. You know, one thing about me, I think a lot of people assume because like I love funny girl. Um, I'm a Jewish queen and You're I love Jewess. to sing. People think like I would like take a bullet for Bar- Barbara Streisand. Like I actually wouldn't. I don't really like fuck with her. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, it's not like that crazy. You're not predictable. That's the thing about people. Like if you liked her, you'd be predictable. But you're so unpredictable. I like to keep people on their toes, which is why I decided not to like Barbara Streisand. And why you like some people that people probably would think that you wouldn't like. That yeah. you would find really annoying. Yeah. Mindy Kaling. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And like country music in general, I don't think people oh, expect yeah, that from us. Oh yeah, that's a curveball, but yeah. now they expect it. Yeah, because we bought dirt. Bad dirt. It's going to be a really heavy singing episode. It's, As it fucking it. should be. Singing has gotten us to 1,000 episodes. It's what sets us apart. I wonder where we would be if we didn't sing. Probably at like episode 390 because we'd have gone down to weekly episodes. Because we just like ran out of things to talk about because we couldn't sing. Because we couldn't sing and like be inspired right. by ourselves. Right. Ourselves. Bad dirt. Are you going to read Barbara's book? No, but I think it will be good. Yeah. I mean, she's 80 years old. She's had this insane career. Mm-hmm. Movies, songs, TV, Grammy, Broadway. Tony. Bus, club, yeah. another bus. So I think it will be amazing, um, amazing story about an amazing woman that I personally won't be reading. Yeah, but I think if like there's certainly an audience for this and I think this is like huge oh, for them. There's a huge audience well, The gay this. community will be first in line. Yeah, and we need like a strong celeb memoir. I, we yeah. get a few a year. I think this is gonna be great. Uh, the publishing house said, Barbara is a living legend, a woman who in a career spanning six decades has excelled in every area of entertainment and this engrossing and delightful book will be eagerly welcomed by her millions of fans. Dozens of books have been written about Streisand, mm-hmm. but now in My Name is Barbara, she tells the story in her own words. There are a few celebrity memoirs, like highly anticipated. Paris's is coming out soon. Yes. Britney's like, who knows? They ran out of paper. I feel like it's not coming it, it's out. It's because there's a paper shortage. Is there? Yeah, that's what uh, TMZ reported. No, I think like we all know why the book is probably delayed. And it's because like Britney doesn't care and Britney is living her life. Um, so there are a few good, ce- this will be a good year for celebrity memoirs. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. I'm ready. Me too. Um ready come and find me i'm not gonna hack out the sun on my side it's are you ready for our next story i am which is some rich people news (gasps) my favorite category of news kylie jenner ad is covering the headline starts construction on a mega mansion three years after paying 15 million dollars for a vacant lot near chris and chloe's compounds oh i didn't realize she had a lot near them yeah because i knew that she put her house up on the market it's the one that she like that looks like a fortress the one yeah that she went moved into it during covid right. and it's like very modern she's it's listed for 21.9 million i remember her doing that and i was like oh like where shall she go didn't she pay way more than that I remember reporting like 40 or 50, but then I must be wrong. No, because like real estate in Los Angeles is like doing well. It's like a good investment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Los Angeles. Yeah. So new photos, aerial photos of her property in construction have been obtained exclusively by Daily Mail, showing what appeared to be the mansion being built on a hill. She's literally living in a mansion on a hill. Let me show you these pics. So this is the property, but wait, there's more. This is going to be the mansion, of course. They love that sloping backyard. Yeah, they do. Though I think that's the backyard behind it. And then if you continue, this is the driveway. Oh, it's really big. So down here would be like a garage. She's like, she's still going to have to drive to go to Chloe and Chris's house. Yeah. But I love this thing that they're doing. They're like kind of creating their own community. And this is all in Hidden Hills, I believe. Oh, I love that they're all like going to be do next door neighbors. you see that driveway? Neighbors. You see yeah. how, Now you can envision it. Do you think like, I feel like Kim's home is her forever home. Yeah, she spends so much time on it. I could see Kendall like moving over here. I don't think Kendall's home is like her forever home and she's still young. But what about Courtney and Travis? Like well, they are, I think they're fine right now, but they probably will move because they need a house together. Right, for they their don't blend, have like a family home. A blended family. So I think like, I mean, that's the dream. Like being able to buy like in like this most expensive part of the country 
five different lots all next to each other. That's such a dream. Such a dream. Kylie's new Hidden Hills property is located in between properties owned by her mom and her sister, Chloe. And then Kim and Courtney live nearby. Yeah, and they all live in, in like the same area but not it sounds like the three of them are on the same cul-de-sac yeah that's like so like that's something I'm extremely jealous of extremely jealous and I feel like Chloe and Chris have like loved now living next to each other once their homes were finally done and that architect who like stole their house mm-hmm. um I feel like it's like the best thing they ever did and now Kylie's there's like another girly in the cul-de-sac yeah and it's so fun for all the cousins like this is that is like real true privilege like that I'm jealous of yeah they're living well they're I, living you love well. to see people like doing like what with their money, like what, what I would do. do. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if we had unlimited resources, that is exactly what I would do. I would find like the best neighborhood, purchase like five lots next to each other, spend time making them our dream homes mm-hmm. forever. And then like raising our kids there. That's like such a dream. You know what you would do? You'd buy okay. dirt. <laughs> I would, yeah. He found the one you can't live without. He got a ring, ring let his knee hit, hit the, the ground. ground. You do what you love and call it worth. A thousand percent. A thousand episodes in the turf. Be careful. A thousand episodes with the turd. Be careful. Do not touch these balloons. They are hanging on by a thread. Okay. So Kylie bought dirt. And once again, she's showing she has country value. Yes. Oh, this is so like a down home country thing to do. But I think now she will be like in LA. So she needs someone from Nashville who's willing to relocate for her. I feel like that's not hard. Or she could, she still like always wants a farm. Yeah. She should get a farm. Yeah. I love this. That house looks like sick. I feel like their houses take so long to build. No, I feel like they actually don't. Like I feel like one day we were reporting that the contractor like left Chris and Chloe and then like the next season they were in their houses. Yeah, but like they had bought the lots like years prior. But she bought this lot three years ago. So now we're just like we getting love, excited. We love girls who plan. I feel like she'll be in in a year. That's so exciting for her and the kids. Yeah. Happy for her. Happy for her. A little jealous. Always. It's like 70% happy, 30% jealous. I know. Mm. No, it's probably like 30% happy, 70% jealous. No, I'm mostly happy. I just like, I hope that we get to see a little on the show. And yeah. she just like shows us some. She gives us nothing on the show. So I wouldn't, you know, hold out hope. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I am. It's about your boyfriend. Actually, not your boyfriend. Your gymnastic teacher. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd says his son used to think he worked at a movie theater. Lol. And I never corrected him. In an exclusive clip from this weekend's episode of Sunday Today, Paul Rudd sat down with Willie Geist to discuss whether his kids are aware of his successful career. Paul said that his son, Jack, 17, and his daughter, Darby, 13, have finally put it all together, that their dad is an actor, but things were very different when they were little. Quote, when my kids were young, I'm not going to sit my kids down when they're three and say, you know, I've got some DVDs to show you. <sighs> I didn't really explain what I did. Then he recalls a story of when his son was about four or five and went to see a movie with his friends at the movie theater. Quote, we were all going and there was a movie poster that I was on that was in the lobby. So they all just thought that I worked at the movie theater, which (gasps) I thought was very cute. That's like so cute and innocent, like kid stuff. Yeah. And then a few years later, I think when he was 15, he finally put it all together. I never corrected him. He says teasing. He'd say that he worked at the AMC Lowe's. I do often wonder. He does technically work at the AMC Lowe's. I do often wonder though, like as a child of like an actual famous person, is there like a conversation you have? Is it just like you, there's not a moment you just know it your whole life. Like- but like you watch movies, so like you know that there are celebrities out there, you know? Yeah, I feel like eventually it's a conversation that you have when like they're old enough to have the awareness of what you're saying. That's so weird. Depends what level you're at though. I feel like Paul Rudd's kids, he doesn't need to be like, you guys, we're going to be mobbed. Right, by, by the paparazzi. But the like, Kardashian kids. There, There's definitely a course that they all have to take. Yeah. I wonder how to navigate that. That seems difficult. Yeah. yeah it's like, definitely a problem I'm going to have with my like children. North. In the show being like, why are they all follow yeah. us? Like, yeah, it's a conversation you're going to have to have. Like, mommy's a big star. Right, don't be and surprised. And they're going to come over and be like, we've never seen anything. What is mom talking about? I think about? mommy is not famous. I think she's mentally ill. <laughs> like, no one's following us, mom. And I'm like, but they are. Like, you can't see you them. You can't see them. They hide they have that's really long job. lenses. Yeah, they, like, stay far away. But, like, they have, like, the 35 millimeter lens. And like, so they can see everything. obsessed with me. Yeah. And they're like, sure, mommy. <laughs> yeah. And then daddy's like, just go along with it. Sure, mommy, we'll go get you a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> sure, mommy, there's paparazzi outside. Maybe you should put your sunglasses on. Sure, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to dream. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. 
No, I, you know what? Like, I actually wouldn't want that. Like, yeah. I want it now when I'm, like, young and thirsty. But, like, when I have kids, like, obviously no, my parents. it's a burden. No, like, you I worry think, about their safety. I think it wears off really quickly, you know. Once you have kids. No, and just as a celebrity. Like, I'm sure the first oh. time you get paparazzi, you're like, oh, my God. No, I, I still it. think, like, if you're a celebrity, like, a thirsty celebrity with, like, you know, without kids and, like, you're young. Like, you crave that for a long time. Yeah. Mm. If you're not getting it, like, in droves, you know? Yeah. That's when it becomes a burden. Yeah. Anyways, Paul Rudd. What do we know? He worked at the movie theater and at the gymnasium. Do you still think he was your gymnastics? Yes. Okay. Do you believe me? I believe that that's what you think. You're such a gaslighting wench. Like, (laughs) it's one, like, I, I, it's it's really tough because my memory often plays tricks on me. Uh Uh-huh. But I have such a clear memory of being a young child, having just seen Clueless, telling my gymnastics teacher he looks like Josh from Clueless, and him giving me this, like, knowing wink and smile, you know? And then he disappeared, like, a few weeks later. Because obviously he got so famous he didn't need to work at gymnastics anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Red is a Chiefs fan. The Super Bowl. This is our last episode together before the Super Bowl. Yeah. We have, you know, tomorrow's episode, but like. I'll be back in New York. And is there anything that we want to like say about it? I'm getting pretty excited. I'm just wanting to wish everyone luck. I'm working on my menu. Ooh, what's on the, what's on the on menu? menu? So I have a really big like cheese board coming. Of course. Which is going to be so delicious and tasty. I'm going to make nachos from the Magnolia Table Cookbook. And like I'll be able to use kosher beef. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be mighty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, it's still, by no, the way. Oh, crudite, of course. I've been like loving carrots and ranch. Mm. Ranch. I don't give a ranch. And then I think I'm going to order pizza for the main course. I love that. Like, you know what? Just phone it in. Oh, Ben was saying I should make spinach artichoke dip, which I do have a really good recipe for Magnolia Table. Um, and he liked, do you go to try mine? Do you remember I made it last Thanksgiving? Doesn't seem like Where were we last eat. Thanksgiving? Um, I cooked all day while I was seven months pregnant in my kitchen while you guys sat on the couch and watched football. At your, your house? At my apartment. I have no memory of being at your house. We, like during the day and I was cooking, I made mac and cheese. Mm, it wasn't and I was a, like really pregnant and nobody helped me. It wasn't that's a memorable I, affair. That's what I remember. It wasn't a memorable And I remember Olivia being like, we'll do it together. Like it was just mac and cheese and um, turkey. No, and the spinach artichoke dip. Because then, like, we went to mom's and there was a feast. But, like, I just wanted to contribute my spinach artichoke dip, oh, which so I love. Oh, so you didn't eat at your house? No, no, no. But we, we watched some football. N- you really don't remember? None of this sounds even remotely familiar to me. And Kayla was staying with me. Well, and Olivia and Zach, too. Oh, that sort of was probably a lot of frozen. Well, I didn't eat the spinach artichoke dip. Okay. And if I did, I certainly don't remember it. That's That's good. You know, because if it was really bad, horrible, yeah, you would never stop talking. <laughs> you would never stop talking about right. it. Right? No, you're right. Um, so maybe I'll make that. But like mashing all those artichokes, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So drop in the comments. What are you making for the Super Bowl? Claudia sent me some like TikTok bullshit. She, Jackie hated my idea. TikTok bullshit. Tick tick boom. Yeah, we bring in the noise. Now you know that song, right? No, I, I still don't know I that just song. Played it for you the other day. So that doesn't mean I know it. You said you liked it. Speaking of things I like, today's episode, before we continue, ad break is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, we all have that one bra we wear on the daily. It's the one I'm wearing now, and I've been wearing it since I got here, because it's the most comfortable one we own. And let me tell you, that bra you thought was nice doesn't compare to our new favorite one. I'm talking about from our sponsor, Honey Love. They have revolutionized the bra game, so you no longer have to deal with uncomfortable underwire without sacrificing support. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. Their bras are so comfortable, you won't want to take it off. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. You can get 20% off your entire order with the code toast at honeylove.com. Support our show, check out Honey Love, and use code toast. So I've been wearing the bra from Honey Love like literally for now 10 days straight. I did wash it a couple times, but you know, I don't really need to switch it up. I found the perfect bra. Um, With Honey Love, you'll never experience the feeling of like needing to take your bra off after a long day. Mm. Their bras are so comfortable, you will forget that you're wearing them. You may even sleep in them. I can attest to the truth of that statement. 
Their bestseller crossover bra is so comfortable, it is sure to be your new go-to. This bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any of the underwires. Plus, mesh detailing adds a little touch of sexiness. It is the bra that you'll actually enjoy wearing and you won't want to take off. If you're tired of bras that cause bulging in your back, Honey Loves bras are designed with the back smoothing fabric to prevent the bra bulge. So I had never worn a bra from Honey Love before like maybe two months ago, but I had so many other, um, like from their shapewear lines, I had so many other products and I knew without even like trying it on that this would be, it's a company I trust and I knew that the bras would be good and I was 100% right. They have you covered for everyday looks, workouts, weddings, and more. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with code toast. That's code toast at honeylove.com. Cinched, snatched, and lifted. It's hot girl season. Thanks to Honey Love. It's always hot girl season when you're turdy. Uh, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Our next story, some royal news, because why not for the 1,000th episode? 100%. It's only fair. King Charles wants Prince Harry back in the family and at the coronation, says a source. Uh, says a source who's dumb or lying. Says a source who must be practically deranged. Yeah, there's no way. I feel like of all of them, Charles hates Harry the most. Okay, but I've been seeing this kind of theme like a couple times that like Charles wants him back. And then I was reading what the source says is the reason why. And like, it's not the worst reason. Okay. Um, But the king of... The coronation of King Charles Cavalier Spaniel III is less than 100 days away. He'll be coronated on May 6th, the birthday of the Snatcher. Oh. So he'll be birthed as a king and Snatcher will be rebirthed as a 25-year-old, 26-year-old? Mm. 26. 26. Virgin. Though the royal fam- family has made no statement following the release of Harry's bombshell memoir, Spare, a source close to the royal household tells people in this week's cover story, so like... Salt, 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 sprinkling grains of salt everywhere. That the new British monarch wants his younger son to attend his ceremony at Westminster Abbey. Quote, it is such a momentous occasion for Charles and he would want his son to be at the coronation to witness it. He would like to have Harry back in the family. If they don't sort it out, it will always be part of the king's reign and how he has left his family disjointed. That's true. He has had a reputation as a distant parent and it would be awful for him for that to continue. A royal historian told people that quite apart from Charles's paternal hope to reunite with his son, one of the jobs of the royal family is showing how to cope with the problems we all have in a human and thoughtful way. What will be a success for the family in the future is not reconciliation necessarily, but mutual acceptance of different ideas and priorities. So they're saying like it's such a good example for the yeah. country if he's able to bring his son back into the fold. No, because think about Lizzie. Even though um, Meghan and Harry like left during her reign, they still, they only really started acting crazy once she passed. Like they had still had that tie to her and they still had enormous respect for her. Um, and they don't have that for Charles. If anything, they have like a bigger disdain than anyone else. So I, I do, I, I do understand this line of thinking that like it really reflects poorly on him. And he's supposed to be like setting example for, for people. I understand this line of thinking. Um, though if anyone's asking me, like I just completely disagree. I, I feel like most people most people who are watching and, you know, families who are feeling like related to this, like would see what Harry did and like would not relate to forgiving him and acting and like letting him into the big family moments again. Like, well, I, by the way, I think it, it's whatever side you take. If you take Harry and Meghan's side, you support them cutting off their family, like right, cutting right, out toxic right. people. Both if sides. You, both sides. Want so, them to have nothing to do with each other. Right. It's like, it's called like having boundaries and like eventually like realizing even if it's someone you love and it's your family, like sometimes the best thing is like to go no contact and like really not. So I think that also sets a good example. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't think I agree with this line of thinking. I don't think that that's what it would achieve to have them there. And by the way, if they even had them there, because this uh, person also said, there have been some very grave disagreements between them, but the Platinum Jubilee and the funerals of the Queen and Prince Philip did demonstrate that they could put personal enmity aside for the sake of the bigger cause. And that is what the coronation will be about. Yes, but like, What's happened in the last six months, like, is beyond the pale. Yeah, no, it's is that like, was all before the documentary, the book, BD and BB. Yeah, a hundred percent. And by the way, when Harry and Meghan did show up for the certain things, I mean, it became all about them. I mean, how could it not? No, it was but, so crazy. And also, they were like, they left the jubilee early because they like didn't like how they were treated. Um, it's never been smooth sailing and like to have to have like William and Kate like sit next to them or even like be like it's just who are you fool like you're not a pack of liars. It's true. It's true. Like, I'd rather you're not you guys be us. real than a pack of liars. You're not fooling us. I I actually think it would be better if they just stay away. Like better for them. 
And for better everyone. For, better for Harry and Meghan to protect their peace and better for the family to not like be doormats. Yeah, no, honestly, there's no way that one, the car- coronation of Charles wouldn't then just become about Harry and Meghan because that's just the situation we're in. And I'm sure Charles doesn't want that. And and Charles like does not seem like this, like I'll take the high road. Highest. Like yeah. he seems like like kind of a thirsty king. Not thirsty, but like I feel like throughout his life, he's been very selfish. no tough like as a dad and especially towards Harry Harry talks about that in his book and this wouldn't be the time where he's gonna like soften yeah when they just took a big hot dump dump on him yeah they should not go to the coronation I don't know if People Magazine is like you know the most legitimate source so I don't know if they're thinking about or like trying to get Harry and Meghan to come I don't think that they should I don't think that they should but I had seen like a couple headlines that were like the king wants him at the coronation Mm. so I'm like I saw a headline that said it's coronation day the window was open, so's that door. I didn't, I didn't know, know they, they did, did that, that anymore. anymore. Who knew we had 8,000 salad plates? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I know, that's the headline like, I saw. That's like excess, do yeah. you think? Excess wealth, it's giving privilege, it's giving 1%. <laughs> it's giving like, you know, show your privilege. Are you ready for our fifth and final story of our 1,000th episode? The it's final story. It's the final story, Harry and Meghan. Do yourself a favor and stay the fuck away. It's for the better for everyone. Gorgeous. Nailed it. Our fifth and final story is a little Super Bowl news, a little commercial mm. dropping. I love this. Jennifer Coolidge continues oh. her It Girl era. No, I literally sent you a story yesterday about Frida. You did? I texted you as I was sitting next to you on the Frida. couch about their Kelsey, not Kelsey, Kelly, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's wife. Oh, yes, you did. Okay, wait, how about? It's a two-prong. Okay. Um. So go with we'll your start, first no, one. We'll and start I'll, with yours. No, go with your first one. It's already pulled up and I'll pull up the second one. Okay. Airdrop it to me. I will. Jennifer Coolidge continues her It Girl era with new Elf Cosmetics Super Bowl commercial. Oh, Elf Cosmetics. Elf Cosmetics have tapped Jennifer Coolidge for their Super Bowl commercial, and she's living out her dream of playing a dolphin. This comes after a streak of wins for the White Lotus star, and now the actress can add Super Bowl commercial star to the pantheon of projects that she's worked on this year. I could have guessed somebody would tap her. That's just smart marketing. She's very in the culture, very in the zeitgeist, and we love to see it. I'm not all for this, like, releasing of commercials early. Like, could we be surprised? I know. Yes. But like, I do feel like sometimes the commercials slip through the cracks and like. Yeah, but then after there's like a roundup, like yeah. they exist online. Like it's like a lot of people before I became like a big football fan, like just tune in for the commercials. So like, can we, can we leave something like to the imagination? So true. I mean, not all of them have dropped and it would have been cool to see this like live and not have the spoiler right. spoiled. But I love this for Jen and I for love Elf. this era that we're in. And Elf is like really kind of, I'm happy for them that they have that much money for a Super Bowl commercial. Cause they're really, if you're like in the beauty, like TikTok, like things like viral trends, they really consistently kill it for, for like a dollar. You need good makeup and you have a dollar, go to Elf. You'll get a full face of makeup. Yeah. Eyes, lips, face. And yeah. she is promoting their viral power grip primer. I use it. Which is fitting because she's in her prime. Oh, cute. I like that. Yeah. So, Part B of this story is that Jason Kelsey's pregnant wife, Kylie, has been featured in a full-page ad wishing her luck ahead of the Super Bowl. Kylie Kelsey is being honored for her big contribution to the big game. It's not every year that your husband's team ends up in the Super Bowl, uh, especially when you are expecting a baby any day. The soon-to-be mom of three began making headlines earlier this week when her husband revealed that she's 38 weeks pregnant and that she's bringing her OBGYN to the game. As fans wonder whether the Kelsey Bowl will feature the birth of the third Kelsey girl, Frida decided to sponsor Kelsey as their MVP, quote, most valuable pusher. They, the brand Frida Mom, which is an amazing, and they also have Frida Baby. It's like the best brand. Yeah, you use the uh, nose sucker thing, right? Oh, I use the everything, but like also for postpartum stuff, like all of the things that you don't know what they are until you need them. Right. Um, Just get the Frida Mom stuff. It comes in a bundle and mm-hmm. it's like everything that you need. Oh, interesting. And I got it like before I gave birth. I was like, what are these things? Yeah. You did every single one of them. Every single one. And I, and I re-upped. They have the best um, disposable underwear for afterwards. Mm. I feel like it's that's like actually cute. a really good gift to get someone, like, who you know who is about to give birth. Like, that's a very thoughtful gift. Yeah. And then for baby stuff, like, our thermometer, right. nail, 
filer, like everything yeah. is Frida. So it's totally on brand. They published an ad saying this Sunday will generate over $500 million of ads and sponsorships around football players, but the real MVP isn't going to be on the field. Tonight, we announced in Philadelphia Inquirer our official sponsorship of Kylie Kelsey in the spot of motherhood, in the sport of motherhood. So cute. While Jason is sweating it out with the Eagles on the field, she'll be 38 weeks pregnant in the stands with her OBGYN as her plus one. So as he pushes that football through his legs, she could be pushing something twice as big through hers. No, like, love this. Straight facts. And no, that's. love this. Love this. She, like, And they said, and that's what deserves a sponsorship. I agree. Like, we're just out here giving birth for free. Literally. It's with no awards. No awards, no sponsorships. I love this. I also way. feel like they could have included Mama Kelsey. Yeah. Like this, but no, they're like the go-to um for like pregnancy perinatal brand. So yeah. like this is absolutely perfect. But I also feel like someone should have given her a commercial. She was on their podcast because mm-hmm. they asked, because there's a petition going around if to have Mama Kelsey do the coin toss. Yeah. She's really the only one who could be impartial. 100%. Um, and so they said, like, Mom, like, would you do the coin toss? And she was like, no, there are so many more accomplished people who should do it. And they were like, what? Like, you're knocking moms. Like, don't take away from, like, oh. what? And I feel like she, like, we need to be lifting up. She thinks she didn't, she hasn't contributed to, like, football. Please. Like, you raised two big football stars right you fed them which it was not easy you drove them to practice yeah. no it's so true you smelled their farts so true you washed your smelly like Jock jerseys straps. yeah so true. i feel like she needs a commercial i will be surprised if there's not one like maybe we don't know about it yet because someone wants to keep something under wraps yeah but i would be very surprised if there's not a single commercial that doesn't like reference her or have her I will it's be surprised. It's a bit of a tight turnaround. They would only have had two weeks to come up with it. But I feel like a lot of Super Bowl commercials are tight turnaround because they always want to be like really relevant. Yeah, and also like the Jennifer Coolidge one references the joke she made about, not a joke, about wanting to play a dolphin in her next role. Which was like somewhat recently. Which was at the Golden Globes. Uh, so it's possible. And even if a brand won't do something, like the NFL like needs to do something I know. Her. If someone doesn't, like we ride it on. Yeah. Yeah, and then if someone doesn't like, I can't say I'll be watching the Super Bowl again if you guys yeah. miss this opportunity. I agree. Unless it's like the 49ers. Versus the 49ers. Um, or the Cowboys. So that is our thousandth episode. It felt mm. very thousandy, you know? There were a lot of elements about it that were so thousand. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much I, what I would say is that the whole time we kind of kept it, we kept it 1,000th. Best believe it. We kept in it. We kept in it. One thousand. That was harmony. That was harmony. And I love that we ended our one thousandth episode with harmony in a because harmonious, not even acrimonious. Even though we have moments of acrimony, moments, which is always so fun, mm-hmm. you know, because you did bring up mixing yesterday for no fucking reason. Oh my god, eat my ass, yeah. <laughs> Overall, this show is ninety nine percent harmony, one percent acrimony, and the acrimony makes for great clips on social media. Hundred percent. So that is our show. Again, thank you to everyone who made it possible for us to get to 1,000 episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in day in and day out. We love being a part of your day. We love doing the toast. The toast will literally be going on till the day we die. Mm -hmm. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iRadio, Castbox, all the places we visit. Podcasts, find us at Toasty, Five Star Review, about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. <laughs> Love ya. Bye. We keeping it. We, we keeping, keeping it. it. One thousand. <laughs>